What's up? First off, what? What's our, up? Our, 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 goal, our goal this podcast, Jamie, is to not blow out the mic because the last one... We were blowing it out. Like everywhere, yeah. <laughs> I was manic the last time. Yes. Like, it, I got triggered. <laughs> yes, by, okay, a, no. by a little song called Boy Jeans. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, this is Trash South Street. Trash South Street, Jamie Z. Lucessa. What's up? Uh, not much. It's been a while. It's been, um... About three weeks, maybe? And longer, because I still have not released our last podcast, oh, yeah, which yeah. will be ready... Tomorrow, but we'll make a difference. Okay. Cool. So yeah, it's been, but it has been like three weeks since yeah, we that's how you been. commiserated. Been busy, mm. busy. Work. This is the analogy I've crafted for work. Crafted. Crafted. Okay. Like an artisan with mm-hmm. words, which I'm no longer allowed words. to use because the WGA is on strike. Mm. We can talk about. I don't. I can't really talk about what I do, except in a general sense. But this year has been crazy, especially the last like three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been like finals week, but also the building is on fire. And also if everyone in the class next to you doesn't get an A on their final, they'll kill your puppy. And that's literally what it's been like. Oh my God. How many puppies do you have? <laughs> no, they're all dead. <laughs> they're all, they're all keeps fucking up. Up to that, I might have used this analogy before I use it again. It was like the famous Batman storyline, Nightfall, where Batman has to fight basically every villain. Yes. He gets lit out Arkin, and he's not having time to recover. And every time he fights the next villain, it's like a little worse for Batman because he's more fatigued and he's like starting to fuck up. Yeah. And then finally Bane breaks his back. Yeah. Bane always breaks the back. Yes. I like Bane and He's like, go about Harley and Harley Put and some Ivy. juice in my... <laughs> Poor Bane. <laughs> His wiener is normal size, but because he's... <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, the Valentine's Day special. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, it's like, aww. Aww. Mm. Aww. So what's up with you, Jamie, aside from... Um, I turned, um, 35. <laughs> now I turned 45, and it was a little hard. It was a little hard. It was it really, a little hard? It a little, kind of bothered me. Why? Big time. Because I'm on the other side of 40. Yeah. And I'm fucking old. Yeah. And I get a colonoscopy on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. My birthday was fine. Went to the Phillies game and fought with my son. And oh, we, about what? we all got angry and <laughs> left the game. Why did you fight? So this is new. Uh... Um, I don't even remember. He like, So it was dollar dog night. Yeah. And like every line took at least like two winnings mm-hmm. to get through. They did, And uh-huh. it's all cashless. So it's all card. Oh, yeah. They had no vendors. But anyway, so that was like kind of annoying. And I don't know, he, Victor was just talking and just complaining, you're halfway to 90. <laughs> and honestly, like, all I wanted for my birthday was my name to be on the scoreboard. Was there a reason this might happen? And it didn't happen. Oh. And I was a little, I was a little bummed. And so we're taking Victor to his... Um, we're going to the Phillies game for his birthday, and he's like, I want my name on the scoreboard. Yeah. And you know what? I will put it on the scoreboard. Oh. You know what I would do? What? I would put my name on the scoreboard. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll put both of our names. Yes. But it, it was fine. We just, like, were fighting. And I feel like every time we go out as a family, someone's pissed off at each yeah. other. Um, and then I had to work. Mm-hmm. Got the colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> no. If you want to know what to expect, I believe I did a whole piece on my colonoscopy in an earlier podcast. Mm-hmm. Which I think what the, the viewers don't, or the, the listeners don't need to know. Well, after the last time when we had a, a good 10, 15 minute shit talk. Shit talk. I'm sure they're dying to know. But there's this is going to be a shit free podcast yeah, after yeah. this moment. I saw Carpenter Bee this morning, so the Carpenter Bee situation seemingly resolved. Mm. But then I saw one this morning, so I hit it with wasp poison oh. but then i felt bad i felt guilty who cares because it's just a mommy trying to lay know, baby eggs killed her oh no she flew away <laughs> i was kind of pissed the fucking bullshit poison i went to the shore uh last saturday yeah that was so for my birthday i wanted to go to the shore and actually it was like a really nice day kind of like going to the beach to me is like a reset for my brain but it, it was just like so uh relaxing and cool like i was just very chill and then we left sunday morning right before mm-hmm. it started like pouring yeah, yeah but it was a good time good i had a lot of fun yeah no one fought oh that's good <laughs> <laughs> went on some rides yeah did some bumper cars victor oh. wants to go on like the like mid-level roller coaster What's the middle of a roller coaster there? Well, there's like a baby one, and then there's the Hurricane or something like that, or uh-huh. Gale Force Winds or something yeah. like that. That's like the huge one in Ocean City at um, Castaway Cove, and then it's a medium-sized one. I forget what it's uh, called. It's at the same place, but I think he'll be able to handle mm-hmm. it, but I, I can't do rides like that. I'm too, uh, too scared. Well. The slide scares So me. what you should do is, if it's not too late, what you plan a shore trip Immediately after your colonoscopy, Ooh. so you could do the roller coasters and not worry about soiling yourself. <laughs> It'd be a couple days. So how much long? So after you get it done, do you solve the shits? No. It's pretty much yeah. You're pretty much drained, and then um, anything left, I think they kind of clean you out. Okay. Cool. Jimmy is beard up. Yep. I only drink rainwater. Mm. Because no, the fluoride uh, Who's drains my manhood. <laughs> no. um, I think my neighbors are moving out. Really? But I've also entertained the idea that they've been murdered and a serial killer just periodically takes out the garbage. Mm. So I don't catch on. Which I think is, is probably the most likely solution. So at my work, apparently, there's like abandoned buildings if you follow this like gravel road. Yeah. Don't fart. What? So don't fart. <laughs> anyway, Prove it. I wanna um I wanna check it out tomorrow. Uh, so I think on my lunch break I'm going to explore the woods. Yeah. All right. Mm. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. All right. No, I would be. I'm just afraid I'm gonna come across a hobo or someone. You gotta buy some ninja stars. Yeah. Be like, Do you remember getting ninja stars when you were a boy? I never got them, but I always wanted them. Probably afraid I was gonna hurt myself, <laughs> and they'd be right. <laughs> Yeah, they might be. Probably be, be. I instantly cut myself and uh <laughs> What why is it funny? It's because true. Because it's the I'm the same It's hundred percent true. I'm the same way. But I remember there's the year when, you know, when we'll say Japanese weapons, martial arts weapons became all the rage, especially throwing stars or shurikens. Yes. Um they used to have a store at the King of Prussia Mall. Uh, yeah, I remember that store. Yeah, yeah. Did you frequent as a young adult? 
I would, I would, I would window shop inside. Would you be like, can I shoot that sword? Remember when we used to sell GI Joe swords and like Star Wars? Shit? Yes. Apparently there was like. I don't remember if, if I was there or whatever, but one kid wanted to see like a sword and started like, oh. like just like like throwing it around. I remember that serial killer John Eichinger mm-hmm. used a they said a fantasy replica Klingle. blade. Wasn't like a Klingle I, blade. I think I made that. I don't know if that's no, true. No, I think it is. Oh. I, I, like I looked him up somewhat recently on like Murderpedia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like Murderpedia. Good times. It is. Yeah. I like to do my research. Mm. My research. Yeah. Mm. When I'm re- researching people. You're going to be the lose next door neighbor killer. Yes. He is the Black Widow. Mm, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Mm. So you want to talk about some music? Yeah, let's talk about some music. Let's talk about some tunes. Let's talk about some tunes. You want me to go? Um, we're gonna have. We're gonna talk about Boy so, Genius. But I have record. a couple. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go talk about a couple. So I have a couple of singles. So let me talk about my first single. You talk about yours. Mm-hmm. Because you did. It's off an album. It's like the. the and then I'll follow up my second. And then we can okay. go with B J G. Sorry, oh, I think right. you just wanna. <laughs> no. A VG VJ. Now, if you listen to the song I sang before we started recording, <laughs> you know how unlikely that was. A couple years ago, we talked about uh, Israeli artist Tamar Afek. Yes. And on April 27th, she released a single mm-hmm. called Stories. And I don't know if it's... It literally seems to be a single. There's no specific announcement of a pre-order. It's cool. Huh? But, like, you know, bands will release stuff. And, yeah, this is a really weird, interesting song. Mm-hmm. According to her... It's a song inspired by a quote from an Indian novelist named Savi Sharma. And the quote is, people need stories. Maybe you don't tell them the full truth. Maybe you tell them lies. But what is this world? A lie in itself. It's true. And when I read that, I ate the rest of my bear claw. I was eating a donut at the time, I believe. And I was like... Your head, mine was blown. blown. Actually, that's that's a line of itself because I don't really eat donuts very rarely. You, eat, you really eat a bear claw? No, I <laughs> don't know. eat. The only time I ever eat like sugar, like when we have coffee and we we'll have donuts. Yeah, probably the only time I eat donuts. I don't really eat a lot of sugary stuff. Yeah, I don't. Oh, did I tell you on my birthday, Mark brought up flowers and um, a dozen duck donuts. You didn't. I saw you on yeah, yeah. Facebook. It was very very nice. Yeah. Did you knock it out of his hand? Did you... Well, we had like a ice truck, a Kona ice truck come. Uh-huh. And like, it was for my birthday. Uh-huh. Now it was like for the patients and stuff, but I, I made it seem like it was for my birthday. Uh-huh. So Mark came up and met like some patients, met a couple of the nurses uh-huh. and stuff. So it was very, very nice. Oh, good. I was like, oh. We're like, he's a keeper. They were. They're like, he brought you flowers. And he got to meet some of my, uh-huh. my fave patients. Yeah. So, so stories, the yes. song. Very interesting song because it starts... With this slow, deliberate, I hate to say this, it's like a cross between dream pop and trip hop. Um, I can see that. But it rhymes, unfortunately, so I don't like it. So it's kind of this very slow, deliberate trip hop. The drum in the beginning sounds almost like a heartbeat in and of itself. I would have just said like trancy electro. (laughs) Yeah. And there's this single underlying note that's sustained and periodically sort of sours. Mm -hmm. And the song is entwined by this other atonal whale song of a note, for lack of a better word. That turns into something much more catchy and um-tempo. There's a transition. It's very jarring. Every time I hear it. 
it sounds like the track cut out and it switched over to a second track. Um, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I don't like that. Okay. The way it glitches. But then it becomes much more dancey, like, sort of builds upon itself and it brightens up. It's, it's really good, like, the, the lyrics fit together like a clever little puzzle. And then it just ends. And I dig it. I really like the individual elements. The one thing is, I love that opening so much, I would like more of that opening. You wanted more of that. No, yeah. like I agree, it's almost like a couple different songs within itself. Um, mm-hmm. But I altogether, I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Cool. Really trippy. Uh, dug it. Yeah. So, Timer Epic. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Thurston Moore would yell at me. Why? Because she's Israeli. Oh, okay. Why? He's, he's anti-Semitic he's, or something? He's uh, pro-Palestine. Mm. He's one of those, uh, don't play Israel. Oh, okay. Good to know. Foreshadowing. Military Gun yes. is coming out. Friends of the uh, Friends of the yeah, Show. Friends of the Fanta, yeah. Um, they're coming out with a full-length album, finally, mm. called Life Under the Gun. Yeah. And we've talked about Military Gun before. Yes. Mostly from uh, the guy that started it for a COVID-19 project, more or less, because mm-hmm. he couldn't get together with the rest of the band. He was yeah. in, He's in Regional Justice Center. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much like his um, like baby. Uh-huh. So they've already had three EPs out. 2020 was My Life Is Over. All e- uh, Yeah, My Life Is Over was like the first EP. Mm-hmm. They had two more. All, e- All Roads Lead to the Gun 1 and 2, and that was 2021. Like, it's crazy that it's been like two years. Yeah, wow. It doesn't wow. seem that long ago. I, I never would have guessed, to be honest um, with you. And I think I reviewed All Roads Lead to the Gun 1. I don't think mm-hmm. I did two. And then like in 2022, they... Just combine both EPs and put it out maybe with like an extra song yeah. or two. But anyway, like I really like this this mm-hmm. band and I think they're really coming together. Yeah. I'm very interested in getting this album. I pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. So the first single off of it is called Do It Faster. And it kind of follows the path of mm-hmm. the other Military Gun EPs. It's like that all indie rock. For some reason, it reminded me of Culture Abuse a little bit. Just Yeah, a little bit, yeah. The way he sounds. I love like the chorus, his vocals. That's what just like make this... They still consider themselves a hardcore band. Eh, no. Which I really don't. But Maybe like, the rest of the album will be, but yeah. I don't think, like, I think it's just because of his vocals. Like, the All one right. thing that stand out-ish, like, he doesn't sing, he kind of just yells. Ah. It's like he's yelling, like, mm-hmm. it's not like he's screamo or anything, but he just, it, there's something about his vocals that yeah. are kind of cool and unique to it. Mm-hmm. Not that, it, like, his um, voice per se. I don't know, yeah. delivery or something. Um, the second song is very high, mm-hmm. and it's slower, more melodic. It's, it's decent. I like it. Both songs are only like a minute 45, so it's not the most I can review on these two songs. Yeah. But altogether, I'm like actually really looking forward to this release. I think they're just really coming along really well. Like, I wonder if Regional Justice Center like is going to be more of the side band now. Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, I And they're have... like touring. They toured with um, a few people. I don't remember because <clears throat> I was half interested to see them because mm-hmm. um, I really like the band. It yeah. just has that throwback like 90s alt sound kind of. I dig it. So pre-order military gun, life under the gun. It mm-hmm. comes out uh, six twenty three, six ugh, June twenty third mm-hmm. this year off Loma uh, Vista Records. Ah. They still available. So pre-order, check it out. Pre-order, yeah. Military Get it. gun, friends of the show. Julie Christmas put out an album, a song. You're blowing. Yo, you're the one blowing it out. Yeah. We get these verbal salads where it's just like, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, oh, this is just a blog. This would choke a turkey if you fed it to him. You'd be like, 
grumble, grumble. And it'd be like a key-shaped thing, like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yes. Um, so, Julie Christmas. Yes. First song in 13 years. How was that from her just For her personally. So... Because I know she's been with... Um, Cult of Luna. Yeah. So, 17 or... Mariner came out... We did Mariner on this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to say 2017. Jeez. It might be sooner than that. Well, it couldn't be 20... Because 2016 is when we started, so... Could be 2017. Yeah, Julie Christmas. Julie Christmas, friend of the show. (laughs) I'd be afraid of Julie Christmas. I I like Julie Christmas. I do too, but I'm scared of it. I was happy listening to this. Yes. Who is Julie Christmas? Julie Christmas was in a noise rock band called Made Out of Babies. Great band. They put out three really good albums. Then she was in Battle of Mice. I like Battle of Mice a lot, too. Then she was in Spilacopa, which were people from Red Sparrows and Battle of Mice. Okay. She put out a solo album called The Bad Wife that was really good. I don't know if I ever listened to her solo album. It's different. Is it? For the most, it's different but the same. Okay. Uh, Because she has a thing, I guess, and she does her thing. She does it very well. And then she was kind of silent until she sang... With Colta Luna on the album Mariner, which is like one of my favorite albums at this point. Mm-hmm. This amazing album. And it was Julie Christmas doing what she does well. Then she kind of went silent again, although she plays festivals. I thought she did a lot with Colta Luna. Like so she does a lot with them. Like she plays, I think it's the Red Roots Festival, which is Johannes Pearson, I think, is involved in of Colta Luna. Okay. And I did watch the performance this year. She's fucking amazing. <laughs> She have largely stepped away from performing, and she sort of alluded to it over the years. I think she just got sick of men, <laughs> especially in metal. It's really fucking hard to get booked. She had a baby in there. Think Did she, she have a baby? Yeah, because she was, I think, nine months pregnant when they recorded Mariner. Oh, okay. She owns, I think, a company that makes science toys for kids. Oh, that's She might have cool. been in med school when she was in made out. It's weird. Like, I just know bits and pieces over the years. But largely, she was just, like, fucking sick of the scene and the negative mm-hmm. attitude. So, she kind of stepped back. But she put this song out. And this song is called Not Enough. It's all about water towers. She thanks um, Andrew Schneider, who produced a lot of stuff. I think most famously, he produced The Bad Wife. Okay. Uh, Johannes Pearson, who played on it. John Machia of Spilacopa and uh, Laura Pleasance of Kilesia. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard of that band before. They're like a death metal. I want to say a type of metal band. And I think all the above also are in her current performing band. It does remain... It's it's sort of like confusing whether she actually wrote this song or she's just performing it because she puts out this thing, like this big post about... This is the song that bears my name and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But actually it was written blah, 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 you know, by these people. And I don't know if she's being modest or she actually... I think she's just being modest and it was like a team effort. Okay. And the song, Not Enough, is all about water towers. Okay. And it opens with this really like staccato drumming. It's like spiders skittering along your eyeballs. It's unsettling and threatening and angry, like... Everything. Which is basically described... Julie Christmas's thing is she's, she's unsettling... Vaguely threatening in everything she does, even when she's not. And sometimes, I think, like, especially, like, made out of Baby's era, her thing was sort of, she almost demented Alice in Wonderland. You really get the idea that if you're in an interview with her, she'd be chewing on, like, a bloody bone. Like, and the worst is, it wouldn't be, like, raw, 
but it would be barely cooked and it'd just be so juicy and somehow that's worse. Yeah, she's kind of scary. The lyrics, her lyrics are always amazing. I used to refer to them as glue sniffer, sniffer lyrics, mm-hmm. but it's like she's channeling entities that live like between the space of the stars and they're just using her as a vessel before they they destroy the world. And that's what it is. It's like stream of consciousness poetry and they're even when they're songs, they're performance pieces more than anything. And anyway, that's a long way of saying she put out the song and I love it and I hope she does more. And like I said, I was watching a whole bunch of performances mm-hmm. recent and she's amazing in every one. And every now and then she'll she'll do a Julie Christmas thing and she'll stop and be like, and this one's for Wayne and Frederica. Thank you so much for booking us. And you're like, did you kill them? <laughs> anyway, Julie Christmas. How about you know where she gets her name? No. Her middle name is Christmas because she was born on Christmas Day. Really? What's yeah. her last name? Halloween. <laughs> evil. <laughs> Julie Christmas evil. Um, I don't know. I don't look that. I don't stalk. Uh, I didn't look her up on Murderpedia. Yet. I think you're afraid to stalk her that I she'll am. find out. Do you remember my, 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 when I had described Michelle Rodriguez? Um, I'm going to describe it now if I haven't before. This is what it'd be like. This is what I think of Michelle Rodriguez. This is her personality. Say you're, you're on a date and you're fooling around with her. Mm-hmm. And you're playing and you're making whoopee. She slaps you on the face. Yeah. And you go, stop it. <laughs> she slaps you on the face again. And you go, stop it. She slaps you in the face a third time and you're afraid to say anything because you're so scared. That's Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> anyway. National treasure. I National love Michelle treasure. Rodriguez. And New Fast and Furious coming out. Yeah. I wanted to see the D&D movie. so I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's on Amazon now. I think it's, yeah, like very soon. Yeah. Because Michelle Rodriguez is like the best actress yeah. ever. Mm. I wish she'd slap me across the face. Yeah. I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't take a boy genius to figure that out. Damn, foreshadowing. So, yeah, so everything foreshadowing to this very moment now. Yes. So that was all to say we want to talk about boy genius, which we talked about briefly in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. My manic trigger from hearing a yeah, song. Did. And now that like I finally have removed my own thoughts and feelings from that song, um, yes. I, you know, we decided to just dedicate this rest of the... <laughs> We didn't really want to pick too much stuff and just like dive into yeah. this album. Still album of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think yeah. it will be album of the year. I agree. Who, what, ugh, what label are they on? I never even looked that up. I don't know. <laughs> We're awesome. Yeah. Uh, Boy Genius, of course, is Phoebe Bridges, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker. It came uh, out March 31st. Yes. Doesn't say. Oh, Interscope. Interscope yes. Records. Yes. Mm. So yeah, this came out, and um, I never got into Boy Genius. I never listened to their first album. Yeah. Um, I was interested enough to, after listening to this album, to go back, but I just wanted to listen to this album. Yeah, so yeah, I no, that's I am, yeah. <laughs> um, so you can start it off there, Lou. Yeah, Boy Genius. Um, Let's dive in. You want to do sign by, song by song? I guess, yeah. So it opens with, with Without You, Without Them, which is this beautiful acapella piece in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Sort of thinking about the importance of your predecessors, I guess, in helping you build a legacy. Yeah. And. Or is it just past lives? Or past lives, because there, that seems to be a bit of a theme. There's a lot of themes in here, so it's all like. Yes, yeah, so thematically, there's a lot of things that are common. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing to but, really comment But it's nothing, about. it's good. It's a good preamble. It's, it's like an amuse bouche. It goes right into $20, which is 
awesome. A really cool song. It's one of the more traditional songs as far as structure. It has this really nice guitar lick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I wrote lyrics. But we shan't sing here. Um, and it's 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 sort of like about be, like you know being in love with a bad person, like a bad relationship, or a yeah. bridge. might actually be about you know the one person convincing the other to actually run off to get married in Vegas. So this is the only song I did not read the lyrics to because for some reason Spotify wouldn't give me the lyrics ah. for it. Um, so I'm like interested in actually reading the lyrics to it. There's that one line about in a past life we were both arsonists. Yes, which Just, yes, which kind of harkens to the Satanists too. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> But one thing of the song that's really cool is when I I don't know who sings what because I um but when they're describing twenty oh, yeah. in the background so really fucking at the cool. end yeah it has this really awesome breakdown at the end um like the super noisy thing it's great mm-hmm. um, it's a really great song it's a solid song it is not my favorite song but it's a really good song it's the this is the only place in the album this song could go I I think it without I, being disruptive yeah I agree and I also think. It could have went one other place, but go ahead. One of the only two light songs on the yeah, album. Yeah, I agree. So you needed something here. There's, there is one song that I truly don't really care for. Oh, uh, we'll get. The, is it? Um, we'll get to. It. Yeah. So Emily, I'm sorry. Emily, I'm sorry is a great song. I like. I call you a fucking liar. Yeah, that's the like best part. Making up it. shit. It's that's like, what hooked me into the uh, album. Yeah, I really like this song. I think this song is where it starts. Themes with like just falling asleep in cars and like having car accidents. Like oh, there's like car a lot of car accidents. Suicide. Yes. Self harm. <laughs> um, messy relationships. Oh yeah. Weird non sequiturs every now and then. Like. Yeah, like uh, but this song was the first time I was like, yeah, they're always like driving somewhere, yeah. and there's like always like maybe an accident that's going to happen. Yeah. That they're going to all die or something. Like I don't know. What but, if they were on their way to the recording studio and they died? Maybe. Um, Fuck. But anyway, Emily, I'm sorry, is sort of about, it's about a couple that has a fight, and mm-hmm. it's possibly the fight. Yeah. The main character of the song will do anything to stay together, changing themselves. Yeah. And it's sort of a plead, you know, please. And you don't know if it's going to work out. We just don't know, Jamie. We don't know. I don't know. She's a fucking one. She just makes it up as she goes along. Goddamn liar, Coward. is what yeah. I say. It's only 27. I know. Doesn't know nothing. I know. Which... I feel like slapping. Reminds me of something else. So when we circle around, I will. Okay. I have a final thesis statement on this album, but that that there's that line that clued me into something. True Blue, more upbeat. It's about love, complex, messy, young love, accepting someone for all their faults. Um, yeah, I agree. It's I don't. It's like some like best friends or a relationship, and like one left to find themselves more or less, mm-hmm. but like always kind of comes back. Inch. Oh, weird. It's like that's a theme. <laughs> right? <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. And in that song, you first hear breaking a sweat. Yeah. And like breaking a sweat keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. There's this lyric how like, oh, because she's complaining about the humidity or something. And they're talking yeah. about breaking a sweat and that comes back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just something I noticed. And it's just sort of how people kind of like... I like it. Damage I each other. Not even damage. But it's sort of like real relationships where there's like bad and good. But they love each other. True blue. Like and what is it like? I like the lyric too in that um, when she's just like, "Oh, um, what the fuck did she say?" Um, how she can't hide, she can hide from herself, but not like around whoever said person. Yeah, which it is. another theme. <laughs> cool about it. We talked about. Do you want to talk about more? So cool about it. I was thinking about. Okay, 
So who sings the first part? Is it Phoebe Bridges? Julian I think ba- I Julian Baker sings the first part. Yeah. I almost was thinking, and I don't think it is, but I felt thought it'd be interesting. Like I thought about the song a lot. That like the first song, first part is like one of the characters in these two people. Mm-hmm. The next part's a response. Yeah. And then the third part is the response to that. Well, I do of. think Bridges. There's a. It's hard to say. I was actually at one point start to write down who sang what, but they all sing on most of the songs. And then you're like, is, was it a suicide attempt? What is the whole thing? You're skirting around an issue. Yeah. And each character, or like the, the person that you're, is usually in the first person or whatever, in love with them mm-hmm. up to a point, but scared. And just like, what the... F- like, I don't know. It's just really, mm-hmm. really weird. But I'm, was it a suicide attempt? Was it like... I, I kind of thought it was a suicide attempt when I heard it at first. Really? And I still kind of do. It's... Or like I said, it it relates somehow to untreated mental illness, and possibly like a very codependent relationship. Well, the second part mm-hmm. of the song, how like the um, absolution talked about, I would with absolution, oh. no regrets, and I'm like, well, what's going on there? Like that's that's what kind of throws yeah. me sometimes, and I'm like, that's why is it too? Is it the other person like? Answering me, I'll have to person? look again, maybe, but it's, I feel like if it, you yeah. think of it in that context, I'm probably looking mm. too like into mm. it too much, but yeah, still a very cool song. Yeah. It is not my favorite song anymore. Uh, not strong enough, <laughs> not strong enough is my favorite song now. It's like a bit of garbage song, especially with the uh, always an angel, never a god. Chorus. Yeah, it's the I love this song, all right? It totally well, just I'll let you go on it, yeah. It, uh, I just think it's just kind of like fighting yourself and just. Just being so like, anxious and freaking out about things, and um, but that that like, alludes again to uh, like when they're talking about like driving in the canyon and like almost like getting in like being in a car accident. There's another uh-huh. car accident like yeah. alluded to in this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know who I am. <laughs> All right, I, well, I forget uh, how the lyrics mm-hmm. go. That's off my head. But um, it's a great song. I, I and it's more upbeat too. Yeah, Revolution Zero, a happy song about happiness. Definitely not about self-loathing and this is possible my, suicide. My least favorite song. Uh, I can't. Uh, for a while, I can't stand it. I just I like the lyrics, but I'm yeah. like, oh, it just womp womps. Like everything kind of builds up, and then yes, yeah. um, I like it, but I could give it a pass. It's like the trick is to keep breathing. Uh, song on uh, was it version two point Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's my trick is to keep, which is a good song. Just that. You could have put $20. And then you have a fun song, Leonard Cohen. <laughs> love Leonard love the song. Cohen. So it's interesting, True Blue and Leonard Cohen, which are very, Leonard Cohen, which are very similar thematically, both sung by Lucy Dacus. Is that who sings it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, I love the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's just like kind of simple. It's short. Yeah. Um, I like writing horny poetry. Um, yeah. It's, it's, An old band uh, writing a Buddhist monastery. It's just a really, really cool yeah, song. Yeah, really good, really fun. Again, about, you know, love, about, didn't think you'd like me, you know, knowing the true person. Yeah. And, it's kind of a more upbeat, happy song, to be honest. It is. I have that love song, happy song, which goes into... Andy Kirst. Sa- yes. Which is like this jammy 90s fun fest. It's a, such a fun song. It's, I just, the end, I was, I kind of just, just stop at the end, like how it breaks down, I can do without see, it. See, I like that. First time I heard it, I was shocked because... This this song is it? Did it switch over to a different now? Yeah. So Satanist is so Burma. different. Yeah, yeah. Such and a it's cool very song. very catchy. '90s radio pop sound. Mm-hmm. You know, basically about being a poser. Mm-hmm. 
How much of a fake I am. Yeah. <laughs> really hammering down on the guitar. Who listened to genetically dissonant break depths. It really mellows out at the end. Mm-hmm. Which happens a lot with these songs where they just I kind just, of... I think it just goes <coughs> too to much. Th- like, it was a really cool song that it just breaks down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would have just ended it. Well, I guess that's why you're not boy genius, too. I know. I'm not a fucking boy genius. Now, don't worry if you thought things were getting too happy. We're, 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 we'll take that away now. We're in love. Very sweet. Very sad. Yes. Mm-hmm. The boy with the pink carnation. I think it's someone getting in their head about the eventual breakup of a relationship. It's a very sad. It's like a. It's a very lyrically mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Like written very very well mm-hmm. and. Um, it touches back on past lives. Yeah. You know, I talked about past lives and you pretended to care. Yeah. Anti curse. I really like anti curse. Yeah, it seems to be a. Uh, it's sung by Julian back Baker. Back into the beach again. Uh, is it actually about suicide? Because she, I think it's about suicide and changing her mind. The idea is a blessing, and anti curse is a blessing. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. She's swimming out, and whether it's metaphorical or actual. She's like, yeah, at a public beach. I forget yeah. the first, yeah. And then? There's a lot of stuff that happens at beaches and in waves. Yeah. And then... Letter um, to an old poet. <laughs> so I played this at work, yeah. and um, one nurse I was working with started laughing at oh. this when they said about falling down the steps and not carrying her. And she's like, dude, what are we fucking listening to? Uh, it's it's like, I'm glad it hurt. <laughs> What's all these? You said you're a nice guy because you didn't punch, punch me in the, the stomach. stomach. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a interesting song to end an it's album like, on. It's like rage porn. Like it, it's, it's, that's exactly what it is. It's Phoebe Bridges singing, and it is a fucking rage porn. rage porn piece. <laughs> but it's slow. It's all like it's very slow, deliberate, no percussion. I hate myself for loving you, and I. Yeah, that's sort of, yeah. And I'm a better person than you. I fucking hate you. Oh, that's the thing. You said you were equal, but I'm better than you. Yeah, it's great. I had to go to the bathroom, so. You got a poo? No. You got a puke? You got a poo? Oh, my God, you got a poo. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to shit yourself. (laughs) All right, anyway, talk a little more about boy genius. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm a little scared now. I think you're making a boy genius in there. I'm going to listen by the door. I'm grabbing another beer. I'm not listening. I didn't say anything. So I am breaking a six pack, six pack, six pack ring because I don't want any wildlife to choke and die and get caught in these little hoops. I've been doing this for probably over 30 years because I am a friend to the earth, a friend of the earth. Fucking strangle Lou and sleep with this old six-pack ring. Someone took a very big shit, I'm sure. Oof. At least he's watching, washing his hands. That is a plus. Probably got shit all over him. Probably that bathroom's probably seen the worst stuff ever. <laughs> seen things. The soap needs a the fucking therapist. <laughs> uh.
But it's okay. We all shit. Just some more than others. Oh my god. He's washing his hands just twice. <laughs> yeah, right there. So yeah, I've been taking uh, allergy medicine the last couple days. What is it called? <laughs> shit tricks. It just, um, I get all discombobulated because I dehydrate from it. Mm. So anyway, so folks. you just shit yourself. I almost did. I know you almost did. Because you couldn't even hold a fart in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could if I wanted to. I anyway. So where were we? Uh, after talking about Letter to an Old Poet. Yeah, that was it. We were saying revenge porn. And um, so what's your final thesis on boy genius? Many years ago, Jamie. Many? On this very podcast. Yes. I talked about how if it did not have the baggage of being a Taylor Swift album, yeah, folklore would be folklore is really basically dumb. folklore would be this album, and there's a lot of similarities between this between Boy Genius and the stuff on that album. Also, a lot of, we we brought up Sheryl Crow. A lot of the folkier, more country or Sheryl Crow stuff in this album. Mm-hmm. But no, it's this amazing fucking album. Yes. Um, Phoebe Bridge is about to do a uh, duet with Tay-Tay, by the way. With who? Tay-Tay. Who's Tay-Tay? Taylor Swift? Uh, oh, oh, Jamie. Oh, Boomer. That's <laughs> what we call, uh, yeah, Taylor Swift. Okay, sorry. Mima. Tay-Tay. <laughs> That's what we call her. I did, I did read that. I, I love this album. I yes, it's, it's amazing. Um, amazing. It, I feel like every time I... If you like really dig deep in some of these songs, you're mm-hmm. like... You get a different take on some mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, there's constant themes of car accidents, mm-hmm. sweating, the yeah. beach, obviously... Uh, Destruction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Self-loathing. And just being in love with the wrong... Like, toxic people. Or, like I said, messy love. Yes. So, relationships. And them not ever considering, like, saying she. They never mention that they are women. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Other than Emily. I guess I didn't notice. But when, like, the, I'm the, be the boy with the little pink. Like, they yeah. always consider, like, a, like, strong enough to be your man. Like, uh-huh. they never say anything really about women. Mm. It's all about, like, your father's before uh, you. Mm. Like, uh, mm. I don't care, yeah. obviously, but yeah. <laughs> but I love right. Strong Enough. Strong Enough is yeah. so fucking good. So good. So, I got some other news. Okay. Girlsville released a new comp called Illusion of Choice. Cool. It's to benefit a feline rescue. Oh, cool. So I bought it. Yes. <laughs> Skating Polly, um, as predicted on the last podcast, uh, just announced a new album. By the time you hear this podcast, it'll probably be out because the thing comes out in early June. Yeah. Nick Cave, Garbage. Yeah. Released a. So they did a cover of. Susie Sue. Cities in the Dust by Susie and the Banshees, who are coincidentally touring for the first time in years. Yeah, she's like 107. I could have seen. At the Yoko Ono thing I went to where I saw the Stooges, mm-hmm. she played, and it was the first time in forever. But it was like the day before. I never got into Susie, mm. like in the yeah. Banshees. Like nothing again. Like she always was cool. But mm-hmm. like every time I hear Susie, Su- I think of Pika- Pikachu, Peekaboo, <laughs> uh, Pika, and I think of Beavis and Butt- Butthead being uh, like uh, Peekaboo. 
<laughs> I think of uh, I can't even remember because there's like a dead milkman lyric. What's making that? fun of Susie Sue, um, or maybe other people who are real Susie and the Banshees fans. I guess. Peekaboo. I remember that. Yeah, Garbage is also touring Brazil. Mm. Like they're playing a festival with. Queens of the Stone Age and Foo Fighters. Okay. And somewhere in there, they're playing a show with Foo Fighters and Wet Leg. Oh. I kind of wonder how, given the Brody... Mm. I, I saw just, that... <laughs> did you see the yes. Instagram how they're... Yeah. <coughs> excuse always, me, canceling the tour for some weird reason. But I was going to say, yeah, I, I wonder how that goes. Mm, I don't um, know. But yeah, Brody, I saw they just... The Stillers just canceled the tour... And if you're the subtext is it's like custody shit or something. Yeah, she's like I can't talk about. She don't believe the lies certain <laughs> people spread on the internet. AKA Josh Palmy. Yeah. And speaking of nice, exciting rock relationships that are totally stable and loving, mm-hmm. much like the girls in Boy Genius <laughs> and the songs they sing, Thurston Moore mm-hmm. has announced his autobiography. Oh. That's coming out in October. Okay. And I'm very anxious to read it to see how he talks about Kim, Kim Gordon. Gordon. I'm rereading her autobiography. Yeah, I want to read it. It's too. good. Might be my next book. But... What, the Kim Gordon one or the Thurston Moore one? Uh, Kim Gordon. Yeah. She was super, she was like heavily involved in the art scene in the 70s and shit. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. The other cool thing with her is, because she was living in Malibu, like Southern California, when Manson was starting to come around. Yeah. And she talks about, like, he's like, we all used to hitch all the time. And you meet people, and they're like, yeah, if I, I met that Charles Manson guy. That's pretty And she thinks one of her friends got killed by... It doesn't matter. Anyway, so she she definitely has a certain point of view on Thurston Moore. I'm sure. Even written years after it all happened. And I'm kind of anxious. Did she cheat on her or something? Or? Multiple times with uh, a younger woman who is who he's married to now. Oh, okay. But... Is she salty about it? Little bit, little bit, <laughs> a little salty, yeah, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, that's it for news. Music news, someone, um, I was gonna say, someone just died. I forget. Oh, Gordon Lightfoot died. Well, yeah, and then somebody else. That's Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> I was never into Gordon Lightfoot. It was like, me neither. Somebody but... that was like my age, Gordon Lightfoot. Um, I saw it on Facebook. I don't remember. I feel bad because mm-hmm. the guy was in like a bunch of bands. I don't remember. Watching anything? Um, I was watching uh, the first Star Wars movie of the new ones. Oh, um, Force Awakens? Yeah, and Victor got all mad. Why? Because you were... Kylo Ren killed Han Solo. Oh. And that he's a bad guy, and I thought it's... Because I'm like... Okay, so two coolest lightsabers in my opinion. Uh huh. I have to say Kylo Ren's probably my favorite because it's yeah. pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Next to Darth Maul. Yeah, well, Darth Maul, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking, and Mark's like, I think Darth Maul. And I was like, uh, I don't do. I agree with you, mm-hmm. but Kylo Ren's pretty cool too. Well, did Victor see the original Star Wars? Nah, he bits and pieces. He wants to start watching it, so uh, he's been interested in it. I was it. like, I think he should watch Bad Batch. Um, I think he might be into that. You should bit. watch the 1980s droids. No. An Ewoks cartoon. Ewoks. Ewoks. I don't know what he should start with. Like, I want him to do the original trilogy, yeah. but, like, the first Star Wars 
might be boring for him, but mm. I don't know. It's foundational. Your birthday weekend, we're surprising Victor. Yeah. We're going to New York City for yeah. two days, mm-hmm. and uh, so that should be fun. Oh. Uh, we're not going to tell him, because the last day is June 8th, so on yeah. your birthday, we're going to, um, we're either going to tell him the night before, or like that morning, mm-hmm. which I should probably pack, probably the night before, yeah. be like, let's go to New York, so we got to figure out what we're going to mm-hmm. do in New York City. We're staying at the same hotel we were staying at, um, uh, it's right by Penn Station, uh, all right. and um, coming home that Sunday. No, that's good. I'm on vacation that week. Are you? I'm doing a Boy Genius uh, uh, celebrity cruise, where we act out the all the songs on the album, uh, yeah. the record. Can I just punch you in the stomach? No, you said you wouldn't. I watched two documentaries. Okay. Um, so first I watched Pretty Babies, which is the Brooke Shields doc. Oh. And it's in two parts. Her mom was like a drunk. Yeah, but also very oh, controlled. Yeah. You must remember this. We'll circle back. Go ahead. Who, Karina Longworth, uh, is a voice. She, oh, she does she? commentary. I'm Brooke Shields. <laughs> <laughs> no, or... or like her weird uh, Joe Esterhaus impression recently. Now, Pretty Babies, it's a, so it's done in two parts. And the first part is basically up till when she graduates college. Mm-hmm. The second part is after. But the first part, so Brooke Shields was, you know, very big actor, child actress. Yeah. Which and, she more or less was like kind of exploited. So what I was, yeah, so that's not even kind of like. So what I was going to get at is it's like all the lawmakers... And all the land that is America were like, yeah. all right, look, we'll throw the child pornography bone at you, but it has to be Brooke Shields. Like Blue Lagoon, how old was she? She was 15, but she was a pretty baby. She's topless. The thing I didn't know that really skeeved me out, well, aside from just all these guys talking about this like very young girl, like, you have such a beautiful body. Or yeah, it's, um, just, it's so fucking like gross. in Pretty Baby, she gives a very, I guess it's supposed to be an adult. Like adult kiss to um, Keith Carradine. He was like, "You're kissing like a nine year old." I can't imagine. She did like a weird photo shoot for a Playboy book called Sugar and Spice. How old was she? Nine. Oh my god! And then there was a big trial over the this photographer owned the pictures and was gonna like publish them. Was she naked? Yes, and they lost. What? And I'm like, why wasn't the whole trial, uh, but you have it's so fucked up kitty porn pictures. Yeah. But anyway, so I watched that. I did feel good about myself. And then like, yeah, once she goes to college and she sort of graduates, it's like, she's kind of, yeah. that's when she starts like trying to assert herself and then gets sort of branded as difficult or whatever. I remember um, listening to the, you must remember this on her. Yeah. With, with like an, I know her mother was like an alcoholic, was trying to uh-huh. protect her, but she was more or less just taking care of her mom. Yeah. I believe, and that kind of like took up most of her time though anyway. Yeah, but... pretty much. Yeah, it's fucked up. And they also talk about, I'm trying to think, like Laura Lenny was like apparently really good friends with, or is really good friends with Brooke. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and yeah, like we go over her house and like Brooke could just tell like when her mother was on a bender and like Brooke knew which doors to lock and what to hide and stuff to protect them. It's like, sad. But um, the other one I watched was... Judy Bloom. Oh, how was that? Um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an aside to plug a future project, uh, for the month of June, I will be doing Bloody June, where I read as many of oh. her young adult novels as possible and then give a single sentence synopsis of the plots of them. I like it. I like it. So, something to look forward to, or not. 
like more conventional life, kind of grew up. The most interesting thing was, I guess, her. She was in the room with her father when he had his fatal heart attack, mm-hmm. and she later wrote sort of write about it in a book called Tiger Eyes. But I don't think when she wrote it, she realized that's what she was writing about at first. Oh, um, interesting. The thing that struck me, mm-hmm. and I was like, how would I act in this situation? So Judy Bloom wrote these, you know, young, more or less invented young adult fiction. Yes. Um, I would say that Gen Z would not really know who Judy Bloom is, though. And only in a very vague sense. And yeah. at the very end of this doc, as an aside, they sort of try to talk about how the way she hasn't aged well. But they run out of steam really fucking quick. So I'm like, I don't know if this they wanted this to be something more than it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But even Judy Bloom's like, 